Okay, uh, this morning uh, sees, or this afternoon now, sees the final part of our series looking at the whole area of decision-making and where we're going in life. If you remember, if you've been around for any of this series, it will be drummed into you already. The basic premise of this series is that direction determines... Yeah, see, you've got it. It's something we know when it comes to driving or walking somewhere that whatever direction you go in will determine where you end up. But we said right at the very beginning of this series that very often it's like there's this disconnect in the rest of our lives, our relationships, our finances, our work, our education, our family life, whatever it might be, there's this disconnect. And somehow we think that if we just intend to be somewhere, somehow, mysteriously, magically, we'll end up there. And there's a disconnect between our intentions and the actual direction we go in. You see, it's direction, not intention, not having great hopes and dreams, it's direction that determines destination. And then the second week in this series, we came back and we learnt a verse together. In fact, we're about to find out whether or not we did learn a verse together, because we're going to have a test of your memory. I'm going to start out, and I want you to fill in the blanks. The prudency... Ah, excellent. The prudency, danger, and take... But the simple keep and, that's right, the prudency, danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer it. The whole point of that verse is that we need to respond appropriately to warning signs if we're to finally arrive at our intended destination. The prudent, the wise person, they see danger and they do something about it. The simple or the naive, if you don't like being called simple. Uh, naive's just as bad, really. But the simple naive person, they just kind of keep going anyway and think it'll all work out okay in the end. And then last time, the last time we gathered together and looked at this series, we said this. You know what? Even if we were the wisest person in the whole world, even if we were the brightest person ever to have lived, even if we were the most intuitive person alive today, It's not enough to have information. When it comes to choosing which direction to take in life, what we need more than anything else is God. And we look together at the example of Solomon, probably the wisest man in the whole world, who knew about this principle more than anyone else. But right at the end of his life, he abandoned God in just one area, and that one area where he abandoned God proved to be his downfall. And we concluded that if we don't want to waste our life, we need to live all of life in submission to God. We need to acknowledge him in every single area of our lives, not just our Sunday lives, not just when everything is kind of spiraling out of control and we desperately need some help, not not just the, the bits where we have no control anyway. We need to look to God in every arena of life. And now today, as we wrap up this whole series, I want to try and add one final part to this formula we've been working on together through this series. And like with the rest of the series, I don't think any of you are going to say, wow, that's something I've never heard before. It's actually something that is incredibly obvious. But it's almost so obvious we don't think about it. I don't know why, but for some reason, we tend to overlook this. And the truth is, it will impact your life 
whether you embrace it or not, whether you think about it or not, whether you realize it or not, it will already be having a huge impact on your life. Here it is. Direction, not intention, determines destination. We know that already. But very often, it's the things that get our attention that influence our direction. It's the things that grab or capture our attention that tend to influence the way we go. You see, when something grabs or captures your attention, what you tend to do is turn in that direction. And almost unthinkingly, that becomes your new direction. I guess we've all had those moments, haven't we, when we've just been going along, kind of minding our own business, and all of a sudden something or someone grabs our attention. It changes the whole course of our lives. Back in 1986, I was a teenager attending a youth conference with hundreds of other young people. And I was kind of hiding away in the background, kind of all you guys in the back row. I would have been there somewhere with you, just kind of minding my own business, keeping a low profile. When all of a sudden, it was like God grabbed hold of me. And uh, if you come along on the uh, membership afternoon next Sunday, I'll tell you the full story. And some of you would have heard it already. But he literally pinned me to the ground. And he told me in no uncertain terms that he was calling me to preach and that one day he was going to use me in a place called Birmingham. Now, up until that point, I had no intention of ever preaching. Now, I certainly never wanted to visit Birmingham, let alone live in Birmingham. But from that moment, it was like the whole course of my life altered. And 24 years on, here I am, standing in front of a bunch of people in Birmingham, preaching. And then, in 1994, I was at another conference. I'll tell you these conferences, they're dangerous places to go, kind of change your life. That's why you should come on the church weekend away. Book in today. I was at another conference, 1994. And I was there worshipping God, kind of eyes closed, hands raised, my, my mind on higher things, when for whatever reason, I just happened to momentarily open my eyes, and right in front of me was this woman who ended up distracting me somewhat from the rest of the weekend. Her name was Helen. Uh, for those who don't know, Helen is now my wife. She captured my attention. And I've got to say, my life has never been the same since. She, she captured my attention, and now there are other people in the world who wouldn't have been in the world if she hadn't caught my eye. There are children alive today because I saw Helen at that moment. So you see how it works. We're just kind of going along, doing our own thing. Whoa! That way, and we kind of change direction. We've all had those defining moments in our lives. Something grabs or captures your attention, and those things end up determining the entire direction of your life. Now, the examples I've given you are good examples. I'm not kind of boasting there. I'm not saying, well, what wonderful examples are. No, they're, they're examples of good things happening when something grabs or captures your attention. But the truth is, all of us have things in our past. When we think back, there were people, or there were events, or there were opportunities, or, or there were things that grabbed our attention. If, if we could only go back, we wish we'd just kept going and not deviated off the track. Yes, there are people you wish you'd never met. There are places you wish you hadn't gone. There are websites you wish you hadn't visited. There, there are phone numbers you wish you'd never called. There are business opportunities you wish you'd just ignored. 
emails. Maybe you wish you hadn't returned, hadn't pressed sent for items you wish you hadn't purchased. But here's what happens. I said this right at the very beginning of this series. On every track that leads to disaster, on, on every single track that ends up leading to destruction, the reason we choose those tracks is because there's always something very powerful or something very emotionally appealing on them. That's why we use this terminology. Something grabbed my attention. Something captured my attention. I I gave it no attention, and then suddenly it grabbed me. It captured my attention. And so often, those are the things that lead to our greatest regret. Why? Because it's a principle. That attention influences direction. And every direction has a predetermined destination. It's like there are things that have captured your attention that you wished you had just glanced at and then ignored and kept going. You know what you did? You did what all of us have done at some point in our lives. Grabbed your attention and you thought, "Uh uh-oh, shouldn't go there. I really shouldn't go there. I mustn't go there. I mustn't go there. I mustn't go there. I'm not even going to think about going there. But the more you think about not going there, the more it captures your attention. And the next thing you know, you started making decisions. And you ended up completely altering your route. And there's another side to this. Not only are there things that grab or capture our attention, but there are also things which we choose to pay attention to. There are things we choose to give our attention to. There's a big difference here. Grabbing our attention, it tends to be all about our emotion. Paying attention or giving attention tends to be all about intentionality. It's a decision we make. This is true of all of us. Looking back, there are things maybe you wish you had paid more attention to. There are things you wish you had given more attention to. Maybe you wish you'd given more attention to your health. Maybe you wish you'd paid more attention on how you'd handled your money. Maybe you wish you'd given more attention to your marriage or what was going on in the lives of your kids. Maybe you wish you'd given more attention... Very topical. Maybe you wish you'd given more attention to what was going on in your spiritual life. I mean, just think how different your life would be today if there were things that you had given more attention to. Why is that? It's because of this principle that the things that have our attention, whether it's something that has grabbed our attention or something that we actively choose we're going to pay attention to, whatever way our attention goes, that influences the direction of our entire lives. I'll just take this on another level. All of this by way of introduction. We will turn to the Bible soon. Uh, All of this by way of introduction. I'll just try now, imagining how different your life would be today if maybe your dad or your mum had paid more attention, if they had paid more attention to certain things. Just think how different it would have been if your parents maybe had paid more attention to their marriage or paid more attention to what was going on in your life as you were growing up or paid more attention to what was going on in their world spiritually. Imagine how different your life would be today. It's like the direction of their life would have been different, and the direction of your life would be different as well. Why is that? It's because of this principle. 
the things that get our attention, whether they grab our attention or we choose to give them our attention, these things end up determining the direction of our life and the direction of the lives of those closest to us. Direction ultimately determines destination. Here's why this is so powerful today. Looking back, it's pretty clear that all of us have been impacted by this. Might not have thought in those terms before, but it kind of makes sense. Here's why it's so important today. Right now, you have chosen to give and pay attention to some things. And right now, there are some things in your life that have captured or are in the process of grabbing your attention. That there are some things that have grabbed your attention and the first time you glanced in that direction or listened to that proposal or talked to those people, you thought, no! But they kept calling. Or she kept walking by. And slowly is beginning to capture your attention. And then there are others here today whose lives maybe have never been better than they are right now because finally you have come to the place where you are beginning to pay attention or give attention to some things which are proving to be of huge benefit to you. Now here's an observation. And maybe your life's different, but my observation, talking to loads of different people, and certainly in my own life, is that the things that tend to grab or capture my attention, apart from those examples I gave in the beginning, things that tend to grab or capture my attention are generally dangerous. And the things that I choose to pay attention to or give attention to are generally the things that are better for me and set me up for success in the future. It can go either way. But right now, whatever has captured or you're giving your attention to is in this very moment impacting on the direction of your entire life, whether it's financially or relationally or professionally, whether it's spiritually or academically, whether it's with your friends, whether it's morally, whatever it might be. Now, if we close the meeting there, maybe you'll be saying, oh, short talk, not a lot of Bible, but that's true. Maybe I hadn't quite thought of it in those terms, but I can't argue with it. It kind of makes sense. Attention, direction, destination. Yeah, I've got that. But here's the interesting thing. If there's a God, and I kind of think there is, and it's a church context, so I guess you're not going to be shocked by that basic assumption. If there's a God, if there's a personal God who knows you exist, and he's willing to interact with you on a personal level, and if this is the God who has invited us to call him Father, which means he loves you, he, he's interested in your life, he, he wants the best for you, then the chances are he will have spoken somewhere at some time about this particular principle. Here's the amazing thing. This is why I say to you all the time, read the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. You must read the Bible. Because throughout the Bible, God often reminds his people of this very important principle. Whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, I think it's fair to say every writer either comes out straight and says it or alludes to it or infers to this truth. It's like throughout the whole Bible, God reminds us over and over and over and over and over and over again about this principle. 
So here's what I'm going to do. And if this is your, your first time with us uh, today, this is going to be slightly different from what we'd normally do. Because normally we look at one passage, we refer to it pretty close to the beginning of the talk, and then we spend our time working through it kind of slowly but surely, bit by bit. But what I want us to do today in the remaining time is look at five passages and go through them really quickly. Because more than anything else, this is what I want you to see. Throughout the Bible, God reminds us again and again and again and again that the things you pay attention to, they really do direct your life. The things that you give your attention to, the things that capture or grab your attention, they do have the potential to influence the direction of your life. So here's the first passage I want us to look at. It's found in the book of Deuteronomy. I want to just give you a, a bit of the background here. People of Israel, they're about to go in and take the promised land. And, and God's speaking to his people. And here's what he does. He, he gives them his law. In other words, he says, here's how I want you to live from now on. And after he gives them the law, he speaks to Moses. And he basically says, look, you're going to be tempted to get distracted by what's happening in all the surrounding nations. You're going to be tempted to go, hey, that's how they govern themselves. Let's do it that way. Or you're going to be tempted to look at the way they run the economy and do relationships. Or you're going to look at the sensuality in the neighboring countries and go, whoa, that looks great. But God says through Moses, you need to pay attention to what I'm giving you because I know you are going to get distracted. Listen to how he puts it. This is what he says. It's amazing. It's written thousands of years ago, yet so relevant today. Deuteronomy 7, verse 12. If you pay attention, there it is, pay attention. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, there's a whole track thing we've been talking about through this series. If you do that, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your forefathers. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. In other words, part of God's deal or arrangement with the people of Israel was, if you'll obey me and follow me, and keep the laws I've put in front of you. If you do all of that, then I'm going to bless you in the land. And the rest of the world will look at you and go, wow, who's their God? But if you get distracted, if you depart from my laws, then I'm going to discipline you. I'm going to discipline like a father disciplines a child. It's going to be motivated by love and grace, but I am going to discipline you. And I'm going to send other nations in to invade you until you get your act together. And that pretty much, if you know your Old Testament, is how it played out. It started out great, that the people followed God, he blessed them, everything was wonderful. But then they started to get a little bit complacent. They, they let themselves get distracted from him. They, they started going after other stuff. They, they forgot the track that he had laid out in front of them. And so he allowed the other nations that they had started flirting with to, to come in and invade them. Sometimes... This would go on for a whole generation. But eventually the people would come to their senses. They'd turn back to God and he'd deliver them from their enemies. He'd bless them. Read the Old Testament. It, it's just an ongoing cycle of blessing from God, then forgetting about his blessing, going after other things and decline, and then coming to their senses, being blessed by God, just over and over and over again. I think it's the mirror image of how we act today. It's like 
we get really focused. Maybe we hear a challenging series. I'm going to do something about that. Maybe we go on the student weekend away or we book in to the church weekend away, kind of the end of April, beginning of May. You can do that today. Book into that and get really serious about your walk with God. You, you start reading the Bible all over again and worshipping and, and then we say, oh, that's all great, but what's that over there? And we kind of get out of sorts with God. And then after a while we go, what were we thinking? And we get really focused all over again. And so it goes on. It's like way back then, in the days of Moses, God says, here's how important this is. I'm your heavenly father. I want there to be a sense of intimacy between us. I want you to follow me. And I need you to pay attention to this because where your attention goes, you go. When something captures your attention, there's a sense in which it captures your whole life. It influences your future, your destiny. Now, years later, after Moses, there's a guy called David. He was the second king of Israel. You've probably heard of him. He referenced this whole principle as well. Listen how David puts it in Psalm 119, verse 35. He says, direct me in the path of your commands. For there I find delight. Turn my heart towards your statutes statutes, and not towards selfish gain. In verse 37, turn my eyes away from worthless things. What do you think about the power of that statement? He's saying, God, turn my eyes, turn my attention away from worthless things. Why? Because if I focus on worthless things, I end up being drawn in the direction of worthless things. I end up giving my life to worthless things. Now again, every one of us here today, whether you're a Christian or you don't believe in God at all or you're still trying to figure out the the whole thing, every one of us could tell a story from our life when our attention got fixed on some things that we knew we really didn't need to get involved with. And although we knew better, it's like we became fixated. And it resulted in something that was worthless. It's a waste of our time. It had the potential to waste our life. David says, hey, I want you to follow God. So please don't let me become fixated on things that are worthless. Why? Because attention influences direction. Every direction has a destination. Let's look at the last part of verse 37 here. David says, preserve my life according to your word. In other words, I don't want to end up somewhere at some stage in my life and think, how in the world did I end up here? Preserve my life according to your word. Just just help me to turn my eyes away from worthless things. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that a great prayer to pray? And then David's son, Solomon, he weighs in on this as well. uh, His words are found here in the book of Proverbs, book of Proverbs, which pretty much we've been basing this whole series on. For looking again at the book of Proverbs, I'll just say something to any people here who who find themselves traveling a lot with their job and find themselves away from home a lot. I've I've got a number of friends who, who spend most of their time, or at least a lot of their time, in hotels in different parts of the country or different parts of the world. And invariably, they say to me that the temptations open to them when they're away from home can be just massive, just huge. Now, for everyone here, 
maybe falls into that category, or maybe one day you will find yourself falling into that category. category. This is a great verse, or a great three verses for you to memorize. Actually, also just to say, uh, it's also a great memory verse for any women here who enjoy shopping. Uh, If you'll memorize this verse, and you're tempted to look to the left or the right, I don't know, you've gone to get a bowl of milk and you see a handbag, or you see a new pair of shoes... By the time you finish quoting these verses, you'll be past whatever danger there was in front of you. Here it is. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 25 to 27. Memorize this. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet. Take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Here's what Solomon's saying. He's saying, from time to time in life, whether it's financially, whether it's relationally, whether it's morally, whether it's spiritually, whether it's in the whole realm of shopping, whatever the area, we're going to be tempted to let our gaze go in places it doesn't need to go. And as our gaze goes, we go. And as our attention goes, we go. And if something grabs or captures our attention, it grabs or captures our very lives. It grabs or captures our future. So Solomon says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make the decision to pay attention or give attention to those things to which you need to give your attention. And then, several centuries later, Jesus shows up. And, perhaps not surprisingly, He weighs in on this very same principle as well. Matthew 6, verse 22, here's what Jesus has to say about this. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. Let me just describe what he's talking about here. Back in those days, that's hard to imagine, but they didn't have electricity. So when they walked down the street at night, they carried these oil lamps. They'd carry them in front of them, sometimes on sticks or poles or something, so so they could see which direction to go in. They, They essentially followed the light. Wherever the light shone, they placed their feet. This is what Jesus says. He says, your eye, your eyes, the things you see, the things you gaze at, the things you pay attention to, are like the lantern of your whole life. What you pay attention to will end up directing your whole life. And as a body follows light, so your body follows your eye. Now listen to the second part of the verse. Jesus says, if your eyes are good, in other words, if your eyes are wholesome, if your eyes are pure, if your eyes are good, your whole body will end up being full of light, full of things that are wholesome, full of things that are pure. Now, I haven't got the time to to go on and read the rest of the chapter, but I encourage you to do so. But if you were to read it, you'd basically find Jesus is saying... If your eyes are focused on good things, it will end up affecting all of you. If your eyes are focused on things that are good, it will impact your whole life. But then he goes on to say that if your eyes are bad, if your eyes fix themselves on bad things, your whole body, your whole life will end up bad. Your whole life will end up full of darkness. He's saying... The things you choose to pay attention to direct your life. Attention impacts 
direction. And direction impacts destination. And then, a few decades later, after Jesus, the, the author of the book of Hebrews, he makes the exact same point as well. It, 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 this is the, the fifth passage I want us to look at. It, he's writing to a bunch of Christians. They've started giving their attention to all kinds of different things. So he sends them this letter, and it's a warning to them. This is what it says, Hebrews 2, verse 1, We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. He's going, if you don't make a decision, if you don't pay attention to the right things, you will end up getting distracted. That's what he's saying. As your eyes go, so you go. As your attention goes, you go. And, And the only way to keep from drifting away is to make the decision to pay attention. A number of years back, when I learned to drive, my driving instructor used to keep saying to me, Jonathan, don't look at the cars that are passing you. Look straight ahead. And I kind of asked, why? And he'd say, because if you look that way, the tendency is to steer that way. And almost as a visual aid, every now and again, he would grab the steering wheel and prevent me from kind of veering off into the kind of headlights of the cars coming towards me. Look straight ahead. I don't know if any of you have been watching the Winter Olympics. Any people? Two. <laughs> That's pathetic. <laughs> That's pathetic. Well, um, you obviously have no interest in this illustration, but I'll give it anyway. Uh, apparently, the same thing, the same principle is true of skiing. What you stare at when you're skiing tends to be what you ski into. So don't look at the trees or you will crash into them. Look in the direction you want to go. It's the same principle. Whatever it is you get fixated on, you're likely to end up going in that direction. So the writer of the Hebrews goes, look, you've got to make a really important decision. You've got to make a decision what you're going to pay attention to because what you pay attention to impacts the direction of your life. And if you think you're so clever and so wise and so careful and so spiritual as to avoid this, you just go ahead. You stare long enough at the wrong thing and what you'll find is invariably your life will veer off in that direction. Attention, direction, destination. Now here's the tough thing. This principle is so easy to spot in the lives of other people. I mean, you're sitting there thinking, I wish so-and-so was here today to to listen to this talk. They they so need to hear this message. Maybe I can kind of download it and send it to them and uh, and hope they kind of get the bits they need to get. I mean, every one of us has seen a friend or a family member get distracted and we're like, no, don't go there. And they say, oh, it's fine, it's no big deal, I can handle this. And we just see it coming, right? If you're a parent, This is huge. It's frightening. You're aware that the things or the people who grab your kids' attention as they're growing up, they have the potential to wreck their lives. So easy to see in other people's lives. But this is almost impossible to spot in our own lives. In fact, it, it could be right now someone's been on your case about something and you just kind of shrugged it off and thought nothing else of it and they see what's happening. They can 
concern for you. And here's what you do. You respond to what they're saying by thinking about where you are right now. You think, well, this is not too bad. I'm all right. I can handle this. What they're doing is responding to where they're afraid you will go. They're looking ahead to the end destination if you continue on that track. And God, who's your heavenly father, cares even more deeply about you than your friends and your family do. And he sees the future. He doesn't just predict it. He knows it. He he knows precisely where you're heading if you take a certain course of action, which is why he warns us again and again and again and again in his word and through messages like this one and through people around you who care for you. It's because he sees where the things that are grabbing your attention are directing you. And he knows where you're directed has the potential to affect your entire life. So here are two questions I want to leave you with as we wrap up this series. Question number one. What has captured your attention? What has grabbed your attention? Who has grabbed your attention? Who has captured your affection? Who or what has captured your attention? might not be a bad thing in and of itself. It could just be a hobby, but it's taking up more and more of your weekends, and you just find yourself drifting away from the church. It could just be a, an innocent thing, but it's captured the whole direction of your life. And before you know it, you find yourself just in a bad place. What has begun to capture your attention. Good or bad, you need to know the answer to that question because it will influence the direction of your life. And if you think, no, 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 it won't happen to me, you're destined for a fall. Here's the second question. What do you need to begin giving more attention to? What what do you need to start paying more attention to? Because you see, it's not just a case of being pulled around by your emotions. We're, We're not passive victims in this whole thing. We we can decide what we give our attention to. You don't think about this seriously. What do you need right now to be giving more attention to in your life? For many of you, you need to give more intentional attention to your spiritual life. Now, the fact you're here today, that's a good start. But what more could you do? Perhaps you're just looking in from the outside and you haven't made your mind up yet quite what you think about Christianity. We run something as a church called an Alpha Course. It's aimed at people who who want to get an overview of what Christians believe. It, It provides plenty of opportunity for asking questions and getting answers. Maybe that's the next step for you. Grab me at the end, I'll give you more information. For others, maybe a bit like me, We were raised to spend a bit of time each day reading the Bible and praying. But for whatever reason, it's just become a little bit sporadic right now. And the reason is, something else has got your attention. It could be your bed, could be the TV, could be your friends. There was a time in your life when when you were really serious about carving out time with God, but something else is grabbing your attention right now. And and now you find yourself just feeling a bit distant from God. And uh, and as we gather to worship as a church, other people are contributing. You think, well, I haven't got what they've got. You can't work out why. 
you need to be more intentional about paying attention to your relationship with God. What about your marriage? If you're married, that is. If you're married, what about your marriage? Is that something you need to begin giving more attention to? Because the truth is, we tend to give a lot of attention to wooing our potential husband or wife. And then we get married and make our vows and kind of hit autopilot. We think that marriage will kind of fly itself. And the things we did that meant we fell in love in the first place, we stopped doing and we end up falling out of love. We, we share a house together, but not a whole lot else. If you want a great marriage, you need to begin being a whole lot more intentional about giving your attention to your husband, to your wife. Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's your education. What is it you need to give or pay more attention to? If you're a parent, you need to give a lot of attention to the faith development of your kids. I mean, it won't just happen automatically. If you want your kids growing up knowing God, you can't just sit back and leave it for the kids' workers in the church, however wonderful they might be, you can't leave it to them to make it happen. Ultimately, it's not their responsibility, it's your responsibility. You know, the only time the faith development of a child gets urgent tends to be when the parents realise they have none. There is no faith. And at that point, it's like, emergency, 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 help, what can we do? But the reality is, they're only at this point because over years you have ignored something that's so important, something you should have given attention to. Now it's emotional. Now something's really grabbing your attention, but you could have avoided that if you'd paid attention sooner. Parents here, do something now so that it doesn't become an emergency later on. Those are just a few examples. But what is it that you need to be giving or paying more attention to right now? Because the things you pay attention to, the things that grab your attention, are in this moment influencing the whole direction of your life. And every direction has a destination, and it's direction, not intention, that determines the destination of your life. It's pretty simple, really. And it's been here in the Bible for thousands of years. And the reason God's made it so simple, made it so clear, is because he loves you. And he's personally interested in your destination. He's interested in the direction of our lives. He'd love for all of us to avoid and escape another chapter, another season of life, where we look back and think, how in the world did I get here? And there's a huge section of our life that we wish we could go back and relive, but we can't because it's too late. I don't want that. You don't want that. So what it comes down to is making some decisions. Because you can hear a message like this one, and stuff comes to mind, maybe relationships, work, your family, your finances, whatever. You're challenged in all sorts of different ways, but as soon as I say amen at the end, everything in your world remains exactly the same as it was before. You have got to do something as a result of all of this. Because at the end of the day, the decisions we make determine the destination of our lives. My heart's desire for you, every child here, 
every teenager here, for every student, for every married couple, every engaged couple, every single person here, every male person, every female person, it kind of ticks all the boxes, for everyone, for all of you, my heart's desire is that we would take these principles and start applying them to our everyday lives. That we come to God and ask him, God, what do you want me to do? God, I, I see these warnings. I think I'm beginning to see some danger signs. I, I know there are things I need to do differently. But God, there are things that begin to grab my attention. I, I never thought I'd give attention, but it's already beginning to influence the direction of my life. It's already leading to tension in some most valued relationships. God, there are some things I've neglected for years and years and years. I so desperately need to give attention to. Would you help me in this? Would you help me? I don't know how this lands with you. But I do know this. It's a principle. Which means a year from now, we could kind of hold a reunion, invite all of you back into this room, and we could kind of think back about the last year. This is what I know. Over those 12 months, over the next 12 months, your life will be impacted by these truths, whether you think about them again, whether you embrace them again, whether you make any changes or not. Because direction determines destination. And the things you give your attention to will impact the direction of your life. So I want to plead with you one more time. Let's pay attention to the things that have our attention because they're influencing our future. Let's pay attention to the things we need to give attention to because they're impacting our future and the future of the people that God has placed under our care, people around us who we love. Let your eye look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you because your eye is the lamp of your body attention direction destination